I tell you what, that might have been the best week of NFL playoff football that you're going to see. And I've been watching football for a long time, buddy. I am Spike Lou. Appreciate you tapping back in. You know what this is, man. You know what we give you. Um, been keeping it consistent over the last week. I hope y'all enjoyed my guy, a comedian, extraordinary young crutcher. He got to tell his new beach story. Uh, that was last week, and we tapping in this week, man. Keeping them coming to you. Playoffs just passed. And what a weekend it was. Now, I know Titans fans, some kind of way or another. I know Bengals fans. I know 49er fans. I know Packer fans. I know Bills fans. I know one Chiefs fan. So, well, I don't know nobody that liked the Bucks or the Rams. <clears throat> Never met nobody that liked the Bucks or the Rams. With that being said, pretty much my full circle of male friends, all of them had teams in contention, the ones that play pay attention to football this weekend. So after my Cowboys loss, it's definitely going to be fun to fuck with whoever lost this game. Win-win for me and that Bengals-Titans. As you know, I am from the city. I'm from Nashville. Not a Titans fan, though. Know a lot of Titans fans. A lot of memes in my inbox after that Cowboys loss. Whole lot of those. They were feeling real confident. King Henry came back. L. See you later. Big throw Joe Burrow. Get them out of here. Holler at you, Titans. Same record as the Cowboys. Appreciate you. Now... Next man we had next man we had that Packers and 49ers game. That game was boring. I fell asleep on it. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I woke up about fourth quarter, seen uh all I needed to see as far as uh Jimmy Garoppolo still being some slaw. Definitely not a good quarterback. 49ers defense is beast mode. My guy, 54 minutes. I, I pay attention to linebackers because I played it. I'm not saying I was great or anything, but I just know the position. And Warner for San Francisco, ah, he's a monster. Love him. That's how you play linebacker. When you're watching the San Francisco game, check Warner out. He plays a position 1 million percent like you're supposed to. With that being said, I ain't think they had a chance in beating the Packers. I ain't going to lie. Home field advantage in, in Lambeau was starting to look overrated. We really need to have a conversation about Aaron Rodgers. One Super Bowl, and I know it's the the norm to pile on that right now, but it's the reality. It's the reality. Like Aaron Rodgers ain't giving you the amount of hardware that somebody with the capabilities that Aaron Rodgers has should have gave you. And I can leave it at that. That ain't no argument, no way around. I don't want to hear nothing about coaching. I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, they don't draft receivers. I don't want to hear none of that. Because when we're talking about Tom Brady, you don't say none of that. 
oh, but Aaron Rodgers is the most uh, what skilled quarterback they try to say, most talented. Stop, bro. Good quarterbacks do what Tom Brady does or Patrick Mahomes. I ain't saying A-Rod ain't great. I'm just saying he may not be that dude that we've tried to make him out to be his whole career. Another L in the playoffs. Get him out of here. Packers, go home. 49ers moving on. Um, next, we had that Rams and that Bucks game. The Rams almost pulled the Falcons. Um, interesting to watch. Tom Brady is the GOAT, man. Any kind of way you want to slice it. Ain't no argument or debate like it is with Aaron Rodgers. That man was down 20, what, what was it, 27-3? Almost brought him back. And, yes, he had help. Different things happen. We know. We seen it. But still, in the end of the day, like Odell Beckham said when they asked him after the game, I didn't feel safe until the clock struck zero. Even up 27-3 to because the GOAT is on the other side. Tom Brady, a monster, man. Great career. Can't wait to see how that Rams 49ers game play out. And then the last game of the day, maybe the best playoff game I've ever seen in my life. Shout out Patrick Mahomes. Shout out Josh Allen. Getting it in. That was an unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. If you give up a score with 13 seconds left in the game, new rule. You can't complain about overtime. You can't. Because all you had to do was make one stop. Now, true Patrick Mahomes is a bad boy. I get it. I understand it. But if you can't stop him with 13 seconds left on the clock, then I really don't feel sorry for you not getting the ball in overtime. Amazing. I started watching football back in like 1991. The first game that I fully remember watching, like all the way through, it was the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. When Whitney Houston sung that Super Bowl, like amazing performance. Go look that up on YouTube. Uh, when, when Whitney Houston sung the, the Star Spangled Banner, but check that out. First game that I remember, and I remember how heartbroken. Buffalo was after Scott Norwood missed that kick. And I say all of that to say throughout my whole football watching life, Buffalo has been like <laughs> the donkey at the dance. Like they have never pulled it off. Losing four straight Super Bowls at first one, like I said, they lost the field goal. This one, being able to have Patty Mahomes on the ropes with 13 seconds left and you can't pull it off? Oh, that hurt, man. Bills fans, I don't know how you do it. They try to talk about Cowboys fans. I ain't going to lie. I would much rather take what we've had and not the success that I wanted than the, than the, the torture that the Bills fans have had over the last 30 years that I've been watching football. It's nuts. So conference championship round. Oh, yeah. L, get them out of here. Holla at your bills. But Josh Allen, a bad boy. Josh Allen, the new bad man. It ain't Aaron Rodgers no more. 
as Stephen A. Smith would say, is Josh Allen. He the new bad man. All right, so in the conference championship, we got the Bengals against the Chiefs. The Bengals beat the Chiefs, by the way, a couple weeks ago here at the end of the season. Watch out for Big Throw Joe. I ain't saying they're going to win. I'm just saying watch out for Big Throw Joe. I ain't doing the spreads of the picks of this week. Somebody told me they ain't interested in that unless I'm posting my picks. So I ain't posting my picks, so I just tell y'all who I think going to win. We got the Bengals over the Chiefs. Well, excuse me, the Bengals versus the Chiefs. Chiefs going to win, but I think the Bengals keep it close. We got the 49ers and the Rams. Mm, I say the Rams, man. I, I don't see Jimmy G continuing to shuck it out. I just don't see that. I do not see that at all. So in the Super Bowl, I'm looking at a Rams and Chiefs Super Bowl. Didn't that happen before? I don't know if it happened before already, but Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl. We'll see if that plays out. All right. Next segment, I want to touch base with something I've seen on the Joe Rogan or about the Joe Rogan podcast and what that means for content creators. It's Spike Lou. I was listening to NPR the other day and I heard a story where they were being critical of Joe Rogan. He had a dude on his podcast, Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Robin Malone, he created the uh, the thing that you use in the vaccine. He was one of the, well, excuse me, not the earliest. He had a patent. He had a whole patent where he um, created the mRNA. That's what they use in the COVID vaccines. And he was just on Rogan. He was talking about the, the, uh, the process and what he believed about the vaccines. But my issue ain't whether you should get a vaccine or not. That's not what I like. I, don't, I think that's on you. But the episode got backlash and they even, and when I say they, it was led by Katrina Carter, excuse me, Katrina Wallace. Her name's Katrina Wallace. And she debunks stuff that comes out online, the, the medical thing, medical theories and, and things that could be harmful to public health. And she wrote an open letter to Spotify in critique of Joe Rogan for having this guy on his podcast. She said it's dangerous and went on to say all these other things, how it was bad for public health because she disagrees with what he says and said his claims are, in fact, baseless. There's no, no reason that we should even be considering what this guy says. Cool. She has a disagreement with him. I, I get that. Totally understand that. And I'm not I don't, I'm not qualified to say if he was right or wrong, if she's right or wrong. I'm just a, a content consumer and a content creator, which is where my interest was piqued. Spotify has eight million people creating podcasts. Of those 8 million people, they flagged 20,000 people for rhetoric that they deemed unhealthy, racist, hate-provoked. They get all of that stuff out of there. You can't just get on there spewing bullshit. Plus, I mean, most of those people that they probably flag, who are they? They ain't Joe Rogan. They ain't this dude, Dr. Robert Malone. The guy's a doctor. They're just people probably talking to a microphone like me. But my, my point is, and to get to the conclusion of what I'm talking about here, 
they have a problem with who Joe Rogan has on his podcast because they disagree with what he say, as opposed to having a conversation with him about it, bringing their facts, comparing his facts, using the platform for what it's for. Like that's what you could have a podcast for essentially to have a conversation. It doesn't mean that you have to agree, but they chose to go over Joe Rogan's head, essentially run tell his boss, the person <laughs> where his platform resides and say, Hey, you guys need to be more open about the rules because we disagree with something that was on one of your podcasts and one of the guests, you should take it down. Well, really they said they're not asking them to take it down. They just want, spotify to be more open about the rules and make stuff like what he said on rogan easier to flag what does that mean what is easier to flag me my point is again if they disagree why not have a conversation we rush to a place now in where we are in society where if you disagree with somebody you rush to cancel them they ought to be taken off air or ridicule as opposed to being open enough to try to understand different points of view. I started listening to Joe Rogan a long time ago, and it's a lot of stuff that come on there that I don't agree with. It's a lot of people that come on the platform. And I'm like, well, why is this fool on here? But I at least give it 25 minutes, an hour, maybe. Because I respect Joe Rogan, he got an open mind. He's going to let people get off what they got to say, whether he agree with them or not. Because then he can respond to what they're saying. Let them know what he thinks. And they can have conversation. And maybe one of them walks away enlightened. But you don't get that if you try to cancel people. You disagree with someone and you're running away from what they're saying, running away from conversation. That's not going to get us through whatever is on the other side of the pandemic. And that's all I had to say about that. I think it's dangerous for content creators, man, for you to start canceling people just because you disagree with them. The platform is there for the conversation. So have the conversation, man. I am Spike Lou. I appreciate you tapping in with this. And also what this platform is, man, I'm going to be sharing my space with other content creators. As you heard last week with my, my, my guy, Crutcher, he ain't my guy. He said until the check in the mail for the thirties that I owe him. We ninety dollars, I think. I believe he said and the checks on the way. And uh, <laughs> but this week I got my guy Derb tapping in with me. Derb's listened to the On Deck TV podcast for a long time. I met him when I first moved out to Atlanta. He was an aspiring rapper, and he's grown to podcasting and getting into different things. And I wanted to tap in with him. Do what a lot of people that listen to the On Deck TV podcast get to do and hold me to, to some of the takes that I've had. So you guys look out for him, some on his platform. Again, I just want to use this to introduce you to different content creators that I'm cool with and that you're going to hear from on this Spike Lou platform as well. So without further ado, here go my man Lurt. <laughs> We got another segment cracking. Appreciate y'all tapping in. I got my man Derb with me. I was able to scrape up a Titans fan. Now, <laughs> I don't know how Derb, a Florida boy, became a Titans fan. Yeah. But in this pivotal week, <laughs> pivotal playoff week, 
I got a Titans fan that ain't from Nashville on the pod with me. Tap in with them, Derb. Let me know how you became a Titans fan, first yeah, and foremost, yeah. and what is y'all going to do against the Bengals? All right, let's talk about it. What's happening, man? It's Derb, man. What's going um, on? Yeah, yeah. So we can we can definitely get into that. I'm going I'm to get into that right now, actually, how I became a Titans fan. So um, Eddie George, right? Mm. And this will actually connect to my college team, which is the Buckeyes. If you know, mm. you know. It's right, already so really starting out good. Hey, it is what it is. All right. So uh <laughs> Eddie George, man, like I really I say start really following football 95, 96. Uh before that, it was just Cowboys fan bullshit or San Fran, like Stay early nineties. Hey, listen, but that's where you know tech tech bowl. You really wasn't oh, I say I really wasn't into it, into it. Then you start right. playing football, you gotta pick a team eventually. Mm-hmm. And my shit really started with like 95, Eddie George year, Ohio State, real talk. Um, Buckeyes won the Heisman that year. He went to um, the Oilers. Like, we going to run deep. And I'm not going to say I was an Oilers fan. That was mm. still not me catching into it, but I was just an Eddie George fan. Right? Gotcha. So I say, what, 97, 98, Tennessee, them jerseys changed. It was up. It, it was, was up. Oh, Eddie George. Yeah, oh, come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dyson. I, I own that. But I'm 20 years in now, so I can you feel me? <laughs> now that's how I was yeah. with basketball, Watch man. Dyson, a, all of that, man. Yeah, it was a player more so for me. How I like, I started like liking the Celtics. That's because I like Paul Pierce. That's I mean, it Celtics was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> before oh, no, that, truth. before that, the truth. It yeah. was my boy. It was my boy AI. So I guess I was riding with the Sixers. But I was Same. always. Same. I was always just like an individual person in basketball, but for football, for me, it always been the boys. Like it always, since I started yeah. watching football, I started rooting for them. And that had to do with like my godmother and stuff like that. But um, you don't never That's really see a small, you don't never really see a small market team like the Titans with fans outside the city. So I thought that was really interesting. How you, yeah, we feel since I've known you. For yeah, sure. Since yeah, I know you already you, know. You've been running with them. I ain't gonna lie. You ain't no bandwagon. You was ripping. I was. <laughs> and with y'all being from Nashville, it was even more funny. I was like, wait, exactly. You a, a be a Green Bay fan. You a Dallas fan, and I'm the Titans fan. That's but, that um, was nuts. Exactly. I stuck with it. You know what I mean. And also, yeah. actually, one thing to call out too was man. Man had a lot to do with that too, bro. Like once we started mm. playing man and picking mm-hmm. your team, I think that really brought it home for me as a football fan. Even more Thanks. so than watching it. So, um, yeah, I was definitely locked in since then, and it's gonna be it. So we play Green Bay Saturday, four thirty, and um, y'all don't y'all play other uh, Bengals. Y'all play the Bengals. Oh, I'm I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, we play the Bengals. You got to listen. You're ready for them. You think about I'm ready for them. Actually, well, actually, I think um the Niners gonna beat them. I think it's gonna be really? us and the Niners in the Super Bowl. We can just go straight there. Nah, that ain't gonna happen. I promise yeah. you that. But one of the reasons <laughs> I wanted to have you on here, though, you mentioned AB, you mentioned meeting us. That was real early in our Atlanta journey. Oh, yeah. On my show, on, on the pod, I definitely want to get people on that tapped in the own deck. Why they tapped in? I had my guy on here, uh, the last episode, Crutcher, he booked us for our first show in Nashville. Mm. Uh, he talked a little bit about that. What made That's you start early. listening to the podcast and talk about how you ran into me and AB and just some of your early thoughts? Man, all right, so we gotta, so we going back, and at this point, it's ten years, man, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And in the fact, and let me just start with my story because I know y'all started before then, right? So, 2012, yeah. we met. Um, no matter where we met, but we met, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we was chopping it up, you know, regular yeah. time. Everybody, you know, in the city of Atlanta, basically trying to figure it out. 
around the same age. And um, I can remember us talking about music and all of that. And y'all introduced me to podcasting, mm-hmm. literally telling me, hey, man, we got a show. And I can remember being like, wait, you got a show? Like, what you These mean? These niggas on the radio? Show? What a show? Like, what you on the radio? You on, like, how you got a show? Now we do podcasting. What's right. podcasting? So literally, y'all introduced me to that real talk. So um, no cap when it comes to that Paw Father game. That's 2012. And when did y'all start? Was it? Like, what year did just, y'all start? We started doing everything with on deck and video and interviewing people in 08. About there, man. two well, years content, before we man. moved to Atlanta. Um, really is. We had the YouTube yeah. stuff and had some stuff with, with Young Dro interview. And I remember that. Yeah, that's online. <laughs> but you right. Absolutely. When we started doing the podcast and stuff, nobody really, like we was even calling it like the On Deck TV radio show. It was on yeah, Blog yeah. Talk. That threw you off too. Yeah, on Deck TV. Like, like, wait, what's what? so going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, but I, dope. That's bro. a fact though. Yeah. We got to listening to podcasts. I know me personally, like through Joe Rogan and Combat Jack. Mm. And Combat Jack was one of the first people that I listened to. He did a Young Guru interview early. Yeah, put and me I was on like, the, man, I'll put me on the Jack for sure. Hey, R.I.P. Combat Jack, man. But that was most for sure. Definitely uh back in the day, like you said, we've been doing this for a long time, and that seemed like everybody got a podcast. Man, and, and to add on to that, which is crazy, like I said, from introducing me to it. Mm-hmm. to like it's it's we're 10 years in now just from that i'm not even talking about when you guys started but from when yeah. it wasn't really known i like to think myself was kind of in the knowing at that point when it comes to content so yeah. i didn't even know about it the scene where it's at now where everyone does have a podcast i can't lie to where i know we've had conversations offline where it's like damn these new podcasts coming out that kind of looked like on that way home wait wait did y'all did that was it in <laughs> And I'll say it, y'all don't got to say it, but Pioneers for show introduced me to it, got me intrigued into it and onto the next level of wanting to do it. So you, AB, On Deck TV, the whole Realville Media, no bullshit. You feel me? Like really introduction and different avenue. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned being like abreast, like knowing knowledgeable when it comes to content. We went to Revolt together. Wow. Was it a couple of times? We went twice or was it once? Yeah. And one we of the went, first we revolt. went twice. We went twice. Yeah, man. the revolt conference down in Miami. Shout out to Angela Yee. Bro, you was a beast. <laughs> Everybody moving, you knew who they was. Like oh, behind yeah, the man. scenes, reporter, writer, rap. Not just I ain't talking about rap on no groupy stuff at all. I don't want nobody to think that, but just sure. like you said, on your P's and Q's, as far as just knowing who the people were in the industry. Like, what what gets like what makes you so like what makes you follow the industry so closely where you get from damn dope question bro and um i do remember that i was crazy yeah, i man. do this man and i do this i'm just for you a beast you a beast <laughs> but um i can't lie I always had like just been intrigued by entertainment in general but mm-hmm. just music man you know once upon a time i rapped right mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah then we are as you there you go as you grow <laughs> you realize you're in love with the culture even more so. And that's what it was for me. So like I said, even the the tab, tab, you know, touch back on the podcast thing. It's like, man, I just love it all. Don't know what that means. Right. Don't Mm -hmm. know where I fit in it, but I've just always been intrigued and following way more than what's hot. I'm sticking to it. I'm seeing what's going on. I'm always intrigued in the teams and how this move, because at one point in time, I was trying to put my foot in, 
And mm. I didn't have bands to work with. I didn't have 50 niggas in Atlanta to hold me down coming from Florida. <laughs> so I had to use other things and figure out different ways to move and knowing who those, that person that everyone doesn't know, but I know you, you probably moving know. and shaking. I'll take that aim. Right. Cause I may not have to get, I may not be able to get into VIP and, and talk to Q uh, or talk to the, the CEOs, but Hey, the assistant, boom. Oh no, nah, they locked in. Holler at them. Let's push it. So um, but that's where that's that comes from. Yeah. Important. And the reason that I asked you that question, because that's what on deck is for. Like, that's the reason that we did this. And that's the reason that we got into it. Like, I don't sure. rap. Chris don't rap. But we in love with the culture. Mm-hmm. So we picked up a fucking handy cam camera and started recording artists around Nashville. You know what I'm when saying? It, Just because we heard. wasn't cool. Yeah, quote, it wasn't cool. Quote. Nobody yeah. wasn't doing it. That's tough. And it wasn't because we wanted to rap or anything like that. It was just because we wanted to be closer to the culture. We felt like that our city had a lot of dope artists. So we felt like we could replace Rap City. And then that led to us moving to Atlanta. And then we moved to Atlanta. And it was like, well, okay, we do videos, but we're in Atlanta. Everybody do videos. So how do you stand out from that? Yeah. And it's like you said, just being a part of the culture, wanting to talk about it. So we still we do a radio type show. We heard them do it we buy a microphone. And that's how the podcast birth based off again, what you said. And that's why I wanted to have you on here and ask you about it and talk about it because we, we're the same as far as we're just fans of this shit. Yeah. To talk about it, to, to just experience the culture, to go out and not have to shy away from it because it's the most popular thing in the country. Now, like we can be hip hop now and people not be afraid of it anymore. I right. think that's one of the dopest things that has happened from like all of this expanding that people have. If you got to give a good from so many people having podcasts and people discussing hip hop, that's one of the things that I love about it. What's that? Just a follow up question for you. What's that point um, as a creative? Cause y'all was on it so early. Right. But Mm -hmm. do you, did you know you was on it early? Did y'all know y'all was on it early and it would be this thing. It was just like, Hey, we just jumping on another platform. Man, you know what? I didn't because I listened to a lot of people outside of this space and they had true. been doing it. Like gotcha. the true, first, true, other true. than combat Jack, Joe Rogan was the, like, I believe the first podcast I listened to even before combat Jack. Yeah. And it was just because he had interesting people on there. I like weird shit about us, like space and conspiracy theories. Shit. And he would have people on there talking about it. I'm like, man, this shit dope. And it'll be like three, four hours long. And then from that, you know, you get your suggestions from Apple or whatever it may be. And I just stumbled upon other podcasts. Serial was real yeah. early, too. Yeah. One of the ones you put that me I listened on to was like, sure. damn, this shit fire. Yeah. But to your question, I never thought we were really early in it because like we con- I consume so much of it from outside of our culture. But now looking back on it, like you said, and how much it has impacted with Drink Champs, with Jay, uh, Joe Budden. crazy. It is a crazy how, like you said, it is like just boom. Now everybody feel like that they can do it. But I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's you want to get into it, right? You want to get into yeah. it. Like, yeah, podcasting. definitely do. What's your um, aspirations for it? Basically, like I said, so like I said, once upon a time making music, I've done some acting, just that creative side, to be honest. Um, got out of the space of in the passion, I won't even lie to you, of making music. We'll say that, mm-hmm. right? Um, it just burned out and I don't, I love it too much to play with it. So I kind of moved away from chasing that rap dream, as we say, but also you can't get rid of that itch, like the love for the game, so to speak, and wanting to be in hip hop. Like I said, that's when I understood it was bigger than just, oh, rapping. Nah, I can get my, yeah, so 
you know, got approached with opportunity to do some acting and now nah, you can do this. Okay. This is still expressing my side. And then, of course you guys were there the whole time, but I was just a fan of podcasting. Like all those people you spoke on, I got introduced through you guys really on podcasting, but it was never like, nah, that ain't really me until it's like, man, man, I love this. And the space is so wide open. I got the, the pod fathers right in front of me to where it's like, I also got a different aspect and I feel like I can be creative. This is my, this is me spraying that creative branch and being able to start it from ground up. It's like being independent, going in that yep. booth. But I can really spit my shit honestly to who I am. And that's priceless, man. You feel Facts. me? I don't got to play a music you. game, so to speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree with you. I used to be one of those people, like when people, everybody was rapping, say it's too many rappers. But now with being in a podcast space and like you're saying, there's so many different voices and I don't want to discourage anybody because anything could be good. Mm-hmm. As far as that, I look at it from an industry being built. It's billions of dollars in this industry. Everybody got a piece. It as just we see, good. Yeah, the whole everybody new industry is introduced. Right? <laughs> it just got to be good. Yeah, there you so go. I'm, and cut I'm through. For it. Cut through. It's, yeah, I'm here for it 100. percent And I can't lie, watching y'all, it makes it do set the bar because I would have never like how y'all love hip hop and how y'all break it down. I knew for a fact that wouldn't necessarily be my aim. Cause y'all are so good at it. It wouldn't even make sense. Cause y'all are that good at it. And I respect it. Yeah. So it's like finding your niche. And that's kind of what I think I found with, um, which would be back at the Cape Bay podcast, you know, and, and hopefully we get Spike Luda, you know, help us out and produce us. I got you. I got you. Um, and it only makes sense for me to come back and, and ask for whatever it is, guidance on taking this new path with um, me and my two counterparts, two young ladies, you know what I mean? So um, mm. some exciting things, it's going to be different. It's going to be very different, but we're going to have some fun for sure. We're going to make it work. I'm going to hop in the lab with y'all. We're going to put it out. My guy, hey, y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. Yeah. He said it. Hold me to it. He it's on record it. now. It's on record. <laughs> yeah. And you get a chance to do what some of the listeners from On Deck want to do. Okay. We ain't figured out how to set it up yet as far as calling in. and Well, we have right. figured it out. We just don't want to do it. You're going to get to challenge me on some. You're going to get to challenge me on some of the stuff that we say on the show. Mm. And we get to talk about that before I let you get out of here. So All tell right. me, as an on-deck listener from the beginning, what's some of the wildest takes that you felt like had you yelling back at the phone or be like, man, these niggas, is, I fuck with them. They cool, but they off. Listen, man, I'm coming in hot. Well, me personally, no, I ain't, I ain't hear yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, I'll save that for, <laughs> for AB, for his takes. But this is for you, man. I'm coming in hot. And like you said, since the beginning, I've watched mm-hmm. you go through this. It's crazy. I'm going to start with Ross, man. You just talked about <laughs> it on the show. And I got a whole breakdown, which I want everybody to listen. As somebody has been listening to Spike from the beginning and his right. critiques at this point, hate and now love <laughs> and now love for Ross. I'm so stressed out. Check this out. Uh, so, over the years, if you're on deck fan, you've heard Spike almost try to predict his downfall. That's it. That's it. That's it. I've been calling Ross off since BMF. You've been calling it. You've been, that's (laughs) it. That's all he can do. It's over. Right. And um, challenge him all the time on it. And shout out to AB too. Like, man, listen, that talent ain't going nowhere. You actually dealing with, I don't care what nobody say, top three when it comes to production. Mm. Period. Ear for beats. Period. Man, he a beast. He a beast. And um, to hear you on this last, well, not the last episode, but I checked it out and listened to you say I become a fan. And I was like, what we've been telling you the whole time? 
Nah, it ain't a beast. with y'all. Well, no, no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. No, no, okay. but you deserve all of this because you didn't get into that detail <laughs> when you was hating. So no, nah, we go drag it out. So <laughs> you, you know, and like I say, I, I'll get to that. But listen to the episode and hear you break mm-hmm. it down. Really, I understand it because it don't make sense, right? What he overcame, the CEO stuff. You don't bounce back, and Mm-mm. I'll be candid with my support. Obviously, I'm from Florida. You know what I mean, but. Thanks. To be honest, I ride so hard for just like you would from Nashville, uh, in a sense. It's different, but like Ross is like our lyrical spitter. Mm, so my rider for Ross is way different. Like I don't, I don't look up to these yeah. niggas, right? He fucked up. He should have right. said he was a CEO. We know what right. that is, but that was our first lyrical spitter on a broad level. Standpoint. I love That's Trick Daddy. That's Uncle yeah. Trick. Exactly. I love Uncle Trick, but. I wasn't finna let nah. I'm yeah. I'm posting this flag because he can really go against anybody. All bullshit aside, like yeah. he can really get in that booth and get out, right? Yeah. But um, definitely handle that funny shit. But I knew it wouldn't fall. He a hustler, you know what I mean. So with that being said, I got something special I want to do. Um, with all the hate, no. you come around. No, check it out. With all the hate and you coming around now, okay. Saying it, you said it. I'm become more of a fan, right? I, uh, I never heard you never hated on his business acumen. You knew what it was. Facts. You never hated on him signing and being able to build a team. It was just him. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you coming around, man. I was at um, MMG offices here in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> I, I unofficially worked there. And I was like, bro, I got to get loose something for coming around. Um, so I was looking through the, the you know, the drawer. I see the Stiley chain, Rocky Fresh chain, or Marion chain. I said, right. I got to get <laughs> I seen the Peel bracelet. You feel me? Peel had a bracelet. I said, bro, he need a chain. And <laughs> I decided you getting the Meek Mill chain after this album, man. He done. So, he yeah, I'm giving you the back. MMG. <laughs> he definitely mailed it back. He definitely but, did. Nah, man, um, no. That's my biggest critique, just because, you know, I'm a Florida Ross fan. And I'm always go against you on that one, bro. You tripping. Facts. You know what? <laughs> I'll take that 100%. I can even double down. Even on the last episode when I had my guy on here, uh, Crutcher, I was talking about therapy. And this answer even surprised me. My therapist asked me, he was like, man, because he know I do podcasting too. Mm. And he was like, man, if you had to like just give somebody credit or like a famous person or something like that, like for what they did and whoop-de-woo and you would like want to model yourself after, the only name that I could think of was Ross. Wow. And it was because of... That's why you get a chain, nigga. <laughs> Not to dick ride him or anything, not because you are I here. I was I personally thinking this. And I, I, I told my therapist that I might have him on here at some point. He'll verify this. But it was because of some of the stuff that I talked about on the episode, all jokes aside. Like, dude didn't let no outside force or anything stop him. It was True. like, all right, y'all say I'm a CEO. Okay, whatever. I'm still in here rapping. All 50 want to do the baby mama jokes. I'm still the boss. I'm still in here rapping. All niggas complaining about not getting paid. They don't fuck with MMG. Guess what? I'm still putting out dope music. It never not one time got him out of character. It never not one time made him do anything that wasn't Rick Ross. And you look yeah. up today, he may not be as big as he was, like I was saying, around BMF time, but he never changed. Like, he willed himself into, like, legendary status. True. Like y'all niggas ain't finna knock me off this path. I don't care what y'all come with. Playing a different game, man. Honestly, playing a different game. He was playing and a different game from the jump. It's what 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 really made me notice that my therapist was telling me it's hard for black men to realize 
or to keep their voice in themselves to just, just like keep going. Because mm. people will tell you all day you can't do shit or those of us that grew up without fathers, there's Very a tough. different voice that comes from females that, that they just aren't as um, motivational as a father could be. This is what my therapist Facts. told me. It hit different. It so hit exactly, different. it hit different yeah. when it's a man telling you that. So for Rick Ross to be that old man in his life and be like, nigga, I'm the boss. Because I know yeah. he sit at home some nights and I'm like, God damn, they got it. Oh, yeah. Especially, <laughs> you don't man, come back but, from that. But you go to the breakfast club and you like, nah, nigga, I'm the boss. Nigga, I don't, I don't and, know and what they got going on. All bullshit that aside, that was leaked from home team too. Not to get too deep with it, but being from Florida, yeah. SEO shit was leaked from home team. Somebody around him did. Exactly. Oh, that's home team. I ain't going to get that into was a That's blow. home team though. Oh, yeah. You out. You out. But all that's of that being rule, said. Bro. You out. Yeah. You done. <laughs> you done. You, you doing verses now. Even like, more. Ja like, <laughs> nah, I ain't saying you pussy, you a cop. That's different. No, but you just done. Yeah, you ain't you. Facts. You're not able to do what Rick Ross did after that comes out, and he still True. did it because he never wavered. You 100 percent got good me music. On that one. I'll take all of Power it. Music never stop too, making man. good music. A hit and good music. Facts. Yeah. All right, that's enough of that raw shit, though. Yes, that's sir. enough. You can only go so far. <laughs> did you to. have another one before I let you out of here? Um, oh, that's that was it, the man. Rock. That's that it. it. That's it. I definitely wanted to attack on that one, especially because I heard that you know the episode you giving us gratitude and. Man, mm-hmm. to see you grow, I'm proud of you, G. I'm proud of you, man. You came <laughs> That's around. What this and, is about. This album is better than the last yeah. one. I'll admit yeah. that. But um, yeah, I'm definitely proud. Just being That's really the only one. Is. That's the only, but you, like you said, being consistent. You was consistent with holding them to the fire. So when you Absolutely. come back around, I'm gonna always pop up like, hey, nigga, I remember. <laughs> I hey, remember. that's what. <laughs> I'm glad you said that about popping up before we get out of here. That's what this platform gonna be for. You are gonna be able to get your chops here. We can debate, have conversations. Let people tap in, learn who you are. When we sure. get that podcast rolling, they're going to tap in with you. I appreciate being a part of the journey to help you out with it, brother. We're going to make it you, happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's derp. Salute to everybody, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you'd be able to tell them where to find you. Definitely, man. Hit me on IG. Derb, D-E-R-B underscore one zero zero. Um, Twitter, Snap, if you're still on that, still Derb 100. But um, just tap in with me, tap in with Lou if you can't reach me. And um, nice chopping it up, man. I appreciate this, G. Real talk. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou. We out.